0: This just in. Breaking news. The Seattle Seahawks have signed outside linebacker, edge rusher Uchenna Nwosu to a three-year contract extension. Of course they did it within minutes of finishing up an episode where we talked about his situation. I'll get into how it affects the roster, signing the rest of the draft picks. Contingencies throughout the year and what it means for the Seahawks roster long-term on this episode of Seahawks forever Welcome to the Seahawks forever podcast in-depth analysis on everything Seahawks and now here's your host Dan Vians. God I love doing this I love this sport I love this business uh, yeah, sometimes it doesn't go in your favor. Just had Dana O'Gorman and Brandon Schultz on the show earlier today. If you haven't caught that episode, check it out, our uh, training camp preview issue. And we mentioned briefly the Nuosu situation. And I talked about it with Bill Alstad and Keith Myers last week as well. And it's, it's interesting because early in the offseason, we thought this was a big deal. That this was one of the biggest ways the most significant ways that the Seahawks could free up some cap space to potentially make a free agent move or get their draft picks signed um but as the offseason progressed and it looked like it wasn't going to be um a real time sensitive issue bill alford said on the show the other day that he thought they were going to kind of slow play this and just kind of see how the season went and and what kind of season he had and what is value might end up being on the open market. And I had come around to that way of thinking as well. But the Seahawks go and outsmart us all and they're a step ahead. And man, I got to tell you, I'm going to give away the ending. <laughs> I'm just going to give away the ending here. I think the Seahawks have had one of the best off seasons I've ever seen this organization have. Which is saying something after what they did last year. I think they had one of the best off seasons in the NFL. And I think they've set themselves up in a way that this roster is, uh, they've opened a window to be a good, competitive, potentially Super Bowl contending team for years to come as this young roster develops and finds themselves. Uh, Welcome to Seahawks Forever. I am Dan Viens. Hit that like button and subscribe to the channel on YouTube or whatever audio podcast app you might use. So here's the down and dirty. I'm not sure who was first to report it. it may have been Adam Schefter. I saw it from a number of reporters. Uh, Uchenna Nwosu signs a three-year extension um, for up to up to fifty-nine million dollars, which would give him an annual aver or average annual value of about nineteen point six million. Thirty-two million of that is guaranteed, so about an average of just over ten million a year. Remember, the Seahawks signed him um, last off season to a two-year deal uh, in the neighborhood of about $19 million. Um, At the time, it was the most significant free agent contract handed out by the John Schneider, Pete Carroll regime. Of course, that's been blown away by what they did this offseason, going out and getting Draymond Jones from the Denver Broncos. Uh, So they sign and they keep a free agent at close to market value if he maxes out this contract. Uh, just mentioned on the last episode that you know the Seahawks have shown a reluctance in the past of signing edge rushers to market value. They didn't want to sign Jadeveon Clowney to what he felt like he was worth. They didn't want to sign Frank Clark, or they had placed the franchise tag on him, uh, which was close to twenty million dollars, but they didn't want to sign a long-term deal at about that number, and so they traded him to the Kansas City Chiefs. But they have locked up Nuosu now. For the next four years. Now, Oshu obviously coming from the L.A. Chargers, solid player, rotational player. Seahawks saw something in, in him, wanted to make him a full-time player, and a focal point of their pass rush, and he responded with 66 tackles, nine and a half sacks, career high for him, three forced fumbles, started all 16 games, was a was a leader in the locker room. Played the run well, just a really good solid player, really consistent. There were a couple games there in the middle of the season where we thought, gosh, we haven't seen much out of Nuosu," and, and uh, and then he he kind of had another surge, finished the season as strongly as he started it. The significance of this move from a financial standpoint, immediately. So, as I mentioned on the last show, the Seahawks today, based on, uh, or according to Over the Cap, had about $7.2 million in cap space available. When you look at um, the contracts around Devin Witherspoon at five and Zach Charbonnet at 53, I think it was, 54, um, their first year cap hits would total close to that, six, seven, six, eight, depending on structure. So the Seahawks are pretty much strapped for cash. They could have signed Witherspoon and Charbonnet, I think, before the start of training camp on Wednesday, but they would have had no wiggle room. And and teams don't just spend up to the cap. Remember, you have to account for injured reserve and what some teams call contingencies or an injured reserve pool. We don't know specific structure yet, that's yet to be reported. Shouldn't take long. Usually the, the Players Association chips in on that or even the player's agent. But John Gilbert of Field Goals, who's been a guest on the show and, and really specializes in salary cap breakdowns, says it should, based on the based on the raw numbers, it should free up about $5 million. And, and as he tweeted, care to guess how much it's going to cost? to sign Witherspoon, Charbonnet, your practice squad, and leave an injured reserve pool or contingency. It's a, basically the sum of $7.2 million, which they had in available cap space, and the $5 million that the Nuosu extension frees up. Uh, over the cap had his valuation for 2022, based on his numbers, at $15 million. So the Seahawks got a bargain last year, according to that formula. And look, I think the signal that this sends is significant. Sex haven't been big players in the free agent market under John Schneider and Pete Carroll. They have they had chosen for a while to acquire big name outside talent through trade, right? Percy Harvin, Jimmy Graham, Chedeving Clowney, Sheldon Richardson. They have changed their philosophy. For those of you hoping you know, when Chris Jones announced he was going to hold out a training camp that that maybe they would trade for him. Look, you can make those numbers work. And there are a lot of teams out there that do that. New Orleans Saints, Dallas Cowboys come to mind that you can manipulate the salary cap any way you want to to add any player you want to pretty much at any time. But you'll pay for it down the road. John Schneider has led a philosophy in his front office that avoids that. Believes in shorter-term contracts, three and four years. A majority of the cash front-loaded. Building contracts so that after the first couple of years, there are easy outs. Team-friendly. Done it time and time again. How has he been able to do that and some other teams haven't? It's the culture that they've built. Players want to be here. They recognize there's an opportunity here, not just to win, but to have fun doing it and and to be in a positive environment. Clearly, Nwosu valued that, and the Seahawks also gave him what appears to be really close to market value. Maybe a little under. Maybe if Uchenna Nwosu had gone out and gotten 12, 13 sacks this year, Or even just mirrored his numbers from last year. 27 years old, prime in his career. He might have gone out on the free agent market and gotten 22 million a year. 23. He was willing to trade that risk and that chance. For a chance to be somewhere he was comfortable. That he liked, they liked him, and he had a chance to win. And now you look at that outside linebacker group, that edge group, which just a couple of years ago was such a hand-wringing point of stress for Seahawks fans and the Seahawks himself. And now you've locked up Nuosu. You drafted Boye Mafe last year in the second round. So he's under contract for three more seasons. You drafted Derek Hall this season in the second round. So you have him under contract for four seasons. We've talked a lot about Tyreek Smith now coming off on injury. You have have him contractually obligated for the next three years. Daryl Taylor is in a restricted free agent contract year. So they'll face a decision with him this offseason. But but you've given yourself, you've locked some things down, right? Uh, Tomorrow I'm going to release an audio-only episode about the Seahawks' valuation of, of running backs and where that fits into the whole current analytical philosophy of how much to invest in running backs and how that's affecting some of the big names out there and how the Seahawks might have cracked the code they might be ahead of the curve when it comes to that you start to look through this roster now and position group by position group and I'll I'll get more detailed into this in, in another show here in a week or so but find me a position group where, 2024, 2025, 2026 doesn't look solid. There aren't really that many position groups now where you're like, the hell are they going to do next year? Or they're going to have to do something next year about that. Defensive line, maybe, maybe. But if Cameron Young and Mike Morris become what we think the team thinks they're going to become, it's a pretty good foundation to start with. What we've seen them do in the last few years is take some of those position groups that were such a point of stress and stack them up. And I'm talking specifically about outside linebacker, corner, and running back. And you can make the argument receiver too. We're just a couple of years ago, we're scrambling for who's who's the guy, first of all, at each of those position groups. And then is there depth behind him? Is there a future behind him? Now, young running back room, loaded. Young cornerback room, holy crap, loaded. Edge group loaded with a stud veteran now locked up long-term. It also sends a message. I think that the Seahawks have sent a different message to the league the last six months. We're willing to go after game-changing type players in free agency, Draymond Jones. And if you come in here and you fit in and you play well... We'll lock you up to another deal. Because Nuosu. remember, when they signed him to that deal, two years, $19 million, crazy to think. That was the biggest outlay of free agent cash they'd put out under Schneider and Carroll. The guy comes in here and proves himself after one season. And they extend him. The Seahawks are doing things in such a way that they're setting themselves up for long-term success. And they're being financially responsible. Now, we don't, again, we don't see the structure. Some of this might be a pretty heavy year two cap hit. So some of that cap space that y'all were looking forward to next year, you know, they're eating into that a little bit. Same thing happened last year when Russell Wilson was traded. It was, oh my goodness, we have all these draft picks coming up and we're going to have so much cap space the next year. And then they started to extend people, right? DK Metcalf, Quandary Diggs, and they take some of that year two cap hit and spread it out. But remember what I always say about the cap. Cap Cap space isn't the end-all, be-all. It's flexibility. The Seahawks will be flexible next year. If they want to go out and add a difference maker, like they did this year in Draymond Jones, they believe they did, uh, they'll have the money to do that. But even if they don't, they might not need to. They're going into next year with their full array of draft picks, including an extra third in what's expected to be an incredibly deep and strong draft um cannot express enough how exciting this this is they didn't have to do this today but they did and i think it's just another it's just another example of how well this organization is structured and leadership pete carroll and john schneider and the culture that they've built and are building uh that's going to do it just wanted to give you my reaction um again subscribe to the channel Uh, Check out my episode that went up today with Brandon and Dana. More of an in-depth, full training camp preview. Some really cool stuff on there. And then uh, look tomorrow morning for that audio-only episode of uh, my take on what the Seahawks have done with their running back room and how they've kind of proven that they're smarter than the rest of the league and they might be ahead of this issue while everyone else is freaking out about it. Uh, At Seahawks Forever on Twitter, I am Dan Vienz. Thank you for listening forever and always. Go Hawks.